Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello you miserable bastards and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn and joining me is Andrew Christie. Good evening. And Sam Smith. Hello. What a game we've got to talk about. Six goals in to end action. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know know how else to introduce that. Yeah, Uh, there's there's not really many many good things you could, could say about it. It was... Fucking horrendous. I mean, the first the first half was good. I mean, the first what thirty eight minutes mm-hmm. were good. But aye, that's the thing. It, it's so, so there's been annoying. a few. There's a few games this season where we've just kind of got a bit battered by the word farm. We're sit, sitting, kind of trying to root around for for positives, and that's not to say there were any. Like like you say, for most of the first half, we were pretty comfortable. Um, no. Yeah, obviously that one moment of madness just totally changes the game and um, at so that point there's a matter of when rather than if but I, I mean I, I, I think there's a lot, lot to take from the first half Aye, I, I, we previewed the game last we mean Matt previewed the game last week like, to, to beat Celtic or to, to give Celtic a game that's it's not you kind of really can't really tie it in as the old firm now because Celtic are miles ahead of Rangers and Rangers yeah. are miles ahead of us but Celtic are Celtic are in a different world, and like every single one of your players needs to be playing a hundred percent. Which, in my opinion, I think we were. I think we are all in agreement. Like we, we pretty much were, and in total control. We were. Stephen, I think Stephen Robinson said as well. Like we let Celtic have the ball mm-hmm. in the areas that we wanted them to have the ball, where they weren't going to cause as much damage. And I think, for, I think in the lead up to that, I think obviously. And the lead up to obviously the red card. I think Carson had one save, if not. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I even think the save was straight at him, was it not? Yeah, it was. It was. It was just like a, a routine save for for Carson, one you'd expect him to make. It wasn't as if it was like a, a clear cut chance for Celtic, but every, everyone was. Everyone was absolutely a hundred percent. We were 
singing off the same hymn sheet as we were yeah. from the game back in September and everything it actually felt scarily similar like Celtic were limited to to half chances pot shots for you know God knows where corners and set pieces not really doing much and aye the, the, the red card just mm. kills us it just completely kills off any, any momentum we've got and then it's the change. I think the, the big difference for me has maybe if you're holding on with 10 men against Rangers, I'm not saying you could get away with it because the better players will eventually pick you off and get chances, but Celtic sub on Abada, who is a like stats, he's like a statistician's dream, like his goals and assist numbers are ridiculous. The, the guys that they can bring off the bench just completely, especially with the five sub rule, just completely kill off any chance you've really got having a competitive game against them. Like the, the gap is the gap's huge. Like mm. the gap's enormous, and there's no better advert for that in the second half. Yeah, I think should we should we talk about the red card? I think it's just well, we could talk about uh, the penalty first, but or, or an article. Of course, we we, yeah. Um, it was quite funny on comms that like we we did mention like. When when the claims went for the handball, and I think we even shouted for the handball that um, that VAR would look at it, and we were just waiting for an opportunity for the ball to go out, and it was a good <laughs> how how many minutes was it before the ball? I think it was a, two, two a couple of minutes. One of those things where you kind of almost forget about mm-hmm. it. Like I uh, think I obviously there was obviously there's no no comment to be made. That's just how it works. I know there's folk kind of moaning that oh it took took this long to award it like that's. By the by, but um, I just thought it was the kind of came from us just being really, really kind of brave in the press, and uh, obviously, we knew we weren't going to get much of the ball, so just being being bold and brave on it, just using it, using what kind of limited possession we had, and um, yeah, it was a pretty clear penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's much to, That's debate, a to be honest, but um, I at that point, you're kind of thinking. It's going to happen again. Mark O'Hara puts his head as he did in September, and you're like, right, here we go. And yeah, you guys got a, a nice big moment on on the comms celebrating going against Celtic. How was that? It was good. I mean, I should I should have had something lined up so I could play it. But <laughs> um, no, um, that that was obviously a good highlight to have. Um, I think the only other highlight from comms was um, the fact that when we were walking down the tunnel, Harry Cool said the right to us. So that was like both wow. me, both me and Mark just turned to each other and went, "Is Harry Cool?" <laughs> Looks <laughs> and, a bit and, homeless though now. Ah, he does, but... he does. But the thing is, I think that me and Mark done that so like obvious that Harry Cool would have saw us both look at each other and go, "That's Harry Cool." <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, "Yes, it is. Yes, right. it's, this is me." <laughs> is he uh, still married uh, to the woman off Emmerdale? And she, <laughs> I think it. so. Aye, that's. Aye. Bizarre. That's, that's the people we're rubbing head, shoulders with now. Excellent memory. Yeah, I but I, <laughs> I, I, it started. I mean, there, there was debate all over the penalty because obviously there is a massive Masonic conspiracy oh, against. To be fair, we, the we, team who are nine points clear <laughs> at the top of the league. I turned around to, to treble. I turned round to Mark and said, "Look, I'm I'm just going to try and annoy as many Celtic fans as I can that's listening to this illegally." Mission accomplished. Because any time VAR was on where we were mentioning, oh, it's good good that Andrew Dallas is in the VAR room. We mentioned that as many times as we could. Um, when we were 1-0 up in time-wasting, 
Like uh, like the the ball boys weren't getting the ball back and the police threw the ball. Mark wanted to mention that that's what happens when you're in an establishment club and the, even the police get behind you. I'm sure that would annoy a few people. Ah, see, look, some of the stuff that, you, that you'd seen people moaning about, though, like it was a penalty and people mm-hmm. are like, Celtic fans, oh, Dallas couldn't wait to give it. And I'm like, yeah, he couldn't wait to give it because it's his fucking job yeah. and he wouldn't be doing his job right if he didn't give. I mean, Greg Taylor's essentially playing basketball. Like, uh, Grieve is going nowhere, but like he would have got the ball on the other side, and you can't use your hand to stop him getting the ball. But like some of the stuff that just gets complained about is is ridiculous. Like it's this, the ball boys thing. You could flip it on its head and say, like, I mean, Celtic chucked the ball. At, I mean, we've seen some yeah. play at Celtic Park. Like Celtic, that ball is off the pitch within seconds. They've got the ball straight back on. Like teams are going to do whatever they mm-hmm. can and play to their strengths and. The straight how you stop Celtic is slow the game down. Like if you're in front, slow the game down, make them play at a pace they don't want to do it at. And I like like I said before, if, if we were doing everything right up until up until the red card. I have to say, see that ball boy with the mohawk. He is absolutely excellent at the old shithousery. A lot of time for him. Yeah. See when he walked when the ball was just sat, just maybe a, a, an inch into the touchline, he walked up, looked at the crowd, and was like, "Well, I get it," kind of thing. Eyes. <laughs> That, that wasn't the one that was giving it to Haksabanovic in the first game. Was it sure? Game, but was it? No, but, I, can't, I can't remember. But I mean, it was running the same area. It could, be the, it could be the same guy. Yeah, they, they sit and run about the same area. But I, I, I mean, we're going to, to talk about the red card. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm not going to. I'm guessing we're all in the same boat. Like, we're not all going to jump on him because what's nah. the point? Because l- largely in his time at St Mirren, no one could argue that Charles Dunn has been anything other than a good signing. And a well, good that's player. it. All because I imagine we're going to go in on him a wee bit here, but I'm going to just kind of preface it by saying that I very much think Charles Dunn, in terms of like left footy centre backs, I don't think there's many better in the league. No, there isn't. So we are, we are going to slag you off, Charles, but it comes from a place of love. We'll obviously talk about it a wee bit more after we mentioned the red card but I think it was very obvious to see how much we missed them when Richard Taylor came in like that mm. that's the first time I've seen such a drop off in defence like someone that well, looked yeah. nervous that see for the majority of the first half uh, Jota was pretty much a spectator because of Charles Dunn and Thierry Small Thierry Small again, was excellent. massive credit yeah. for the first half uh, I Jota didn't get much for looking at all to be honest and um, I Dunn was a kind of big part of that and obviously when, when Dunn goes off Taylor's there you kind of can see them targeting that that left wing a wee bit and yeah the drop off from Charles Dunn to anyone really is a bit potentially a bit concerning it obviously depends who you're playing and how the team um, you're playing against kind of set up like we may get a wee bit like I stood in the Tynecastle when Taylor's first game where he looked incredible I you've obviously got the the Motherwell game when he's kind of caught out a bit by with his movement and kind of awareness a wee bit, so I will see. Important to remember, like he, the guy was playing, like I, I don't, I don't know what the equivalent of the level is, like the second division in Ireland. I, I can't imagine is a great standard, but he's he's going to learn more from these games where you're getting a tanking than he would do sitting doing nothing and being the guy who's part of the team that's got 60% of the ball and all that. like yeah. He's going to learn more out of these games and he'll be a better player for it in a year's time. But aye, I, I, you did feel as a... I don't know if it's maybe because they put Jota on the left and they had Abada on the right. 
because it's a, a different animal to play against, really. Like, Jota is likely to kind of try and go on the outside, doesn't really cut inside, and he'll maybe hang off a wee bit. He'll, he won't go full pelt, whereas Abada gets the ball and thinks, right, how can I get this into the back of the net or to someone who can put it in the back of the net? He's, Abada's so direct, and I, I don't know if it's maybe just they were picking up gaps a wee bit easier because we've had 10 men as well. Like, I mean, you seen it when we were getting the ball when it was still 1-0. Like, Curtis Main was mm-hmm. on the edge of our box. We loved the ball straight back. It was a training exercise at mm-hmm. one point. And it's just so, so hard to to do it. But aye, you notice it straight away when Dunn's not on the pitch. Like, mm-hmm. He's he's such a good such a good defender for us. And I, I obviously should be criticised because he's made an error. I think, personally, I wouldn't have had it back to Carson. I would have probably... One, one or two things I would have probably had it at the side of the pitch but if you're going to pass it back to Carson I know he's left it short but I would have probably had enough trust in Carson one on one to get out and maybe make the right to, mm-hmm. to be out quick enough and take the ball yeah you can to give him a wee bit of credit I guess you can kind of see what he's trying to do he is a player that loves to go kind of body to body with an attacker but Aye. against Kyogo who's got the just like a bag of wet wash and he's never going to stay upright and yeah he was pulled down and as soon as that happened you're kind of, well, at first I always say the, the penalty was given at first in which case you're like well this is going to get very bad very quickly yeah. but kind of getting it changed after you kick was a bit of a lifeline it gave the chance to get into half time and just kind of reassess yeah I think when you when you look at it I think it's very easy to say as well there was a lot of people online mentioning that, that Dunn should have just let him run on take the shot or whatever but like I think in hindsight that like that's a great thing to look at and say in hindsight that's obvious Aye, but at the time the you've made a Aye. mistake and that could lead Celtic to equalise so you're desperate to try and recover that mistake yeah. and he's yeah. unfortunately he's brought the man down I mean I mean, it doesn't take a lot for Kyogo to go down we know that <laughs> I mentioned that in the podcast uh, on the commentary many times as well um uh, you're right though. Like Kyogo's so good at that, and mm. he's so good at putting defenders under the cosh and like m- m- making them, forcing them into mistakes. But you know, I've seen a lot of people saying, "Oh, chatting like Dunn's done once he's made the mistake, he's got to think." And I'm like, but he doesn't have time to think. Has the automatic reaction for Charles Dunn would have been, "How do I stop him getting near the goal yeah. here?" And I, I don't think. I think every single person put under the same pressure and are in the same position. If they've made that mistake, they're doing the same thing. It's literally more. I mean, you, you can, sorry, on you go. I was going to say, so you kind of said, didn't have time to think. That's mm-hmm. what Celtic's strength is. They don't give the opponent time to think. They're just so right. intense and so on you that, like, it forces errors. You see the goals in the second half. Like, it's all, it comes from just being stretched and just moments of lapses in concentration because of how intense and how just on it they are. So, right, you must I, be. Hindsight's easy to kind of place on it, but... Players must be knackered, like, especially with 10 men when you're having to do double the work. And I, I think that, obviously talking about like 10 men, like as soon as we didn't have two guys up front pressing them constantly, the game just flipped. Yeah, like, the I game think, just completely yeah. flipped. I think that's a... that's a It was... When, obviously, bringing Richard Taylor on and taking Alex Grieve off, like, Alex Grieve was having a great game. That was probably, yeah, was probably one of the best I've seen him in a while as well. Exactly what we've missed mm-hmm. by not having him in the team. And mm-hmm. I, I, I like Tony Watt. I think I think Watt's been he's obviously not scored yet, but I think Watt's been Watt's been good. He's kinda 
managed to buck a lot of the the kind of part of the people were going on about being lazy because it's just not, not true. true. Like he's yeah. just, uh, he's he's a he's a hard worker, but grief is grief just works. It's not a, it's not to like it's not a thing I stick to beat what with grief is just naturally faster. He works harder and yeah, definitely. And I think they looked a better team than we have done for a few weeks. We grieve on the park mm-hmm. and. Aye, it's it's unfortunate, but I think everyone knew that if you're going to, you, you had to take a striker off, and if you're going to take a striker off, yeah. you would leave Curtis Main on because he, he's likely he's going to hold the ball up there, he's going to get us up the pitch. Yeah, Obviously, because like at that point, the, it becomes a training exercise. It becomes hoofing up the striker, and Curtis Main is that striker that you want. Mm-hmm. Aye, yeah. So yeah, you can see the thinking behind it. It was just. It's a shame for Greif to be the one that's kind of sacrificed in that situation because how good he was he was playing so but, far. Uh, but, mm. Just just after that, it was just I, I think I remember turning around and I said to Billy at the time, like it was just a it was a, as soon as the first goal went in, you know, it's just a matter of time. It's it was it was coming. There was there is absolutely nothing we could have done to yeah. prevent it. It's obviously annoying the way you lose the goal. I think the the ball kind of bobbling about in the box, but when you watch it back and you're looking at it and you're like, well, it's just, if it, it, the luck was going to turn at one point and I think Carson's unlucky with it. I think he maybe could have done a wee bit better. I think he maybe get caught out by, I think, was it, it wasn't Kyogo that, was it Abada that hit it on the ground? Abada, so, yeah. Kyogo, one of the two. One of the two of them hits it on the ground that goes through his legs and strains quite unlucky to, he's unlucky on the line to clear it and, after that, like you could just feel it switch on the pitch as well, and it's not it's not criticising the players, but there is just sometimes that you need to hold your hands up and just admit, like this team are light years ahead of everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately, the Masonic conspiracy wasn't in play when Johnson punches the ball in the uh, back yeah. post while sat well, on Marco Harris' shoulders. Well, on Marco, it gets a fucking. Right, he's getting a coke back <laughs> off of Marco Hara and then slaps the ball in. Yeah. That's see, see crazy how that, that was given, by the way. It's how Celtic fans can look at that and then still go on about how there's a conspiracy theory against them, despite the fact that they got that goal allowed, someone had a man sent off, they then got a penalty later and won 5-1. But, but the whole of Scottish football is working against them to stop them winning the league. It just doesn't. That just does my nothing. Masons. Mm-hmm. I think these Masons have to have a... a Good look at themselves because <laughs> these are the conspiracies, and Celtic are still winning the league at an absolute canter. I, I, but I I'm going for that goal. I'm going to take. I'm going to put my hands up and say that's my fault. Yeah, you know, as, as <laughs> soon as I fault. said it, like when because because it started to rain and Mark made the joke that uh, like because we knew which way the West game was going that maybe we could get the rain called off and I said wow I still won each and you know as soon as I said it I think I looked at Mark and went fuck and then the ball hit the net and I was like. As soon as I said that, I knew automatically that uh, it was going to be see, a goal. See Mark, Mark's uh, just totally deadpan, like, next one, Jamie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, it's just Brilliant. just so annoying. and the, the fact that, you know, he's not the Dallas, obviously there's Dallas and then the, the assistant bar. Like, there's two guys looking at that screen and can't see that it's hit off his hand. I'm not going to go on like that. I always, I always, always go back to the podcast that we've done uh, when Celtic beat us 4 0 in lockdown, and it was me, Jamie, and Mark that were on, and we were talking about like how there, is, there isn't like this massive conspiracy theory about like referees that favour one team, but it's just they're just incompetent, they're just they so are, bad they at are. their job. 
I mean, even even you go back to look at our penalty, like David Dickinson's five five ten yards away from it. Taylor does hit the ball with his hand, at, like, and he, he still can't see. He needs a a guy watching the game back in a van to go back and tell him. Oh, by the way, you've missed something uh, so I obvious. I think that's a bit of a case of VAR being used as a as a bit of a crutch by referees. It's like, oh, oh that'll dig me out, which isn't really what it's for. Then. Aye, it's, it's Aye. to aid them. It's to aid them with stuff that they might have. They've made like a like a fifty fifty call to help them with the factual decisions. But I like the the one way the one way Johnston's it's ridiculous. I don't, I don't know how how it's been allowed to stand. And, I mean, it wasn't a free kick in the first place. Jota no, actually buys it, wasn't. but yeah, it's by the by. Take that goal off, and we'll, we'll take the four one last year rather than the five. Aye, I mean. I, Obviously, the third goal was the third goal, Abada. Yeah. Aye. How good is Abada? Like, it's just so mental that he's not... It was quite funny. Like we, He um, should be the best player in the league. Just nah, he's brilliant, man. Sorry, Jimmy. We were um, walking around the the, sta- the stadium as we were finishing with the, the suitcase and all that, with the equipment in it, and um, Abada was getting an interview just at the side of the pitch, and then his interview finished, and there was two um, fans in the main stand. I think they were like comp Celtic or from hospitality because we're dressed in like more or less a suit or something and they, they came down the wee boy and went can, Bada, can we have your shirt and he went, he went no it is for my girlfriend and then just walked away <laughs> hero I got but aye but he, he, he's as I said like he's just such a heart he's so direct and it was a, it was a great finish you can't really take that away from him I I don't want to praise Celtic. I fucking hate I Celtic. Yeah. I hate Celtic. I hate Rangers. I just, I hate, but I hate games against the old firm. And I just, I hate it. I hate the attention that it gets from everyone. I hate that it's on the telly for everybody to see. It's not, not like because I'm embarrassed about anything that we do. Like I couldn't care, but it's just the, the takes that you get from opposition fans. So you know I've I've really Liverpool. not enjoyed this season as the the Celtic fans there. Oh, you're the only ones that give us a game. You're you're do well this season. You're you've got a, you've got a team there. Patronising oh. backhanded <laughs> comment ever. Like mm-hmm. they've beat it in the last month or two. They've beat us four 0 and five one twice. Like <laughs> I I've, like I just I don't understand it. I don't like we are not the only team that's gave them a game. Do you know who gave them a game? At Noble. I, see, I, I did see a guy, a Celtic fan, tweeting this, talking to us at Nunn fan and said, but we gave Real Madrid a fright for 60 minutes. Like, yeah, and then they decided, you know what, let's try. Let's actually, <laughs> let's for, let's for half an hour, let's actually try a wee bit. And then they won 8-1 on aggregate over the two games. Because, do you know what, like, see when you go up against a team that's got a, a far bigger budget than you, that spend like, I don't know, like someone said, Someone put up a stat and it was like Celtics operating expenses are like ninety two and a half million. So mums are three, three million pounds. Like that is like I don't I, I don't know. Someone do the maths. I don't know how many times that. There's, there's a great great video on um, the Athletic where it's talking about the golf between like they keep saying oh the golf between Celtic and Rangers compared to the rest of the teams in the league. And I think they pointed. I think it was Aberdeen that they'd done it with. Like the comparison, that a JJ I think so, and, he, and then he compares it with like tot, like say a Tottenham and Celtic, and it's like yeah, Tottenham have like ten times the budget of Celtic, and that's why blah blah. But then um, it goes to Celtic, and it says like Celtic have ninety times the budget of like and uh, like what's 
Uh, I'm done talking about Celtic's goals. Well done. He's won five one. Fucking tremendous. Like, I, th- I think we we said something like that at the end of the comms when I think that uh, oh I think he took a dive to try and like claim for a penalty or something. And we're like, mate, come on, you're five one up. Yeah, get a bye. I, like I, I I was I think as soon as the ball hit the net for the fourth goal, I left and <sighs> like not because I was raging at like the way we were playing. I was. I'm just scunnered because we were talking about it before we came on, but like it's now boring. Mm-hmm. Like the like it is boring watching Celtic. Celtic are that far ahead of everyone financially. They've got a great manager, a great squad of players, and the gap's ridiculous. Like you, you can't no no team is going to run Celtic close now. Like I, I don't know, maybe. Obviously, it's a cup game and a, a tough ground on Saturday, but like Hearts should be capable of maybe not capable of beating, not capable of beating them, but capable of giving them a good game. And it won't happen because Celtic will just when they go and gets a wee bit tough, they'll have five guys on the bench that would start for every. Oh, single yeah, that's it. If it's not working with the players have gone, they just bring on another squad of. Yeah, they'll just bring on five million. They'll just bring on five million, not like five million pound signings, and that's it. The game just again flips, and they're so far ahead. And I really would like it if we do finish top six that we could just forfeit the game because I cannot (laughs) be asked watching us play them. So where we where we to make top six? It would be at Parkhead, yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah, but it depends on. It depends on who finishes in the top six because there was a Celtic fan going on about how it would be unfair if they had to play more away games. So it doesn't matter where you play. You could play at fucking Keeney Park in front of ten folk. And aye, play all you the other teams at once. Win. You'll be fine. Aye, you, could play, aye, you could play all the other teams at once and you'd still win. So stop whining about where you're going to be playing your games. You're going to win the league. You're probably going to win it against Rangers. Like, just... Fuck it off the lot. He's like, let's hope Ange does go to Tottenham and panic and bring in somebody like Neil Lennon again. One good um, silver lining from Sunderland was seeing Fraser Taylor come on. But yeah, he, can I give a very good kiss? Obviously, it's a, it's a horrendous thing to throw him into, but gave uh, yeah, especially as a Sunderland fan as well yeah. for him. Like, um, I mean, he didn't look out of place. It was a very, very tough game to come into. Um, and he and he done he's what he needed to do. Like I'd love to yeah. see him in a game, you know, maybe yeah, against man, United or something him. like that. Aye, definitely. Uh, you see, you, I think you do speak to guys who like have like obviously they've seen him play for the academy. And, like obviously from like stuff from Robinson and Acaro, like he's he's obviously fairly highly rated. He's he's obviously got the disadvantage of like being genetically not as big as everybody else. He's just he's just not as tall. He's not as built, but. He's obviously he's that obviously doesn't have any impact on his ability to play football because Robinson wouldn't have him on the mm-hmm. bench ready to come on. Yeah. And I ho- hopefully we do see more of him between now and the end of the season because I mean he might he might just sometimes I do think we lack a wee bit of, a wee bit of creativity. Maybe someone who can come in and pick holes. I think Kelty can be good at it, but he's not. He's some weeks he's out of the team, some weeks he's in. Sometimes he'll come on and he doesn't really do much, but. It'd be good to have another option. And mm. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against seeing him. Obviously, I never seen him on Sunday because I was in the car <laughs> and up the road at that point. But uh, I ho- hopefully we see him more in games that I'm not uh, leaving early. 
I mean, um, is there anything else you want to talk for this game or should we just move on? Absolutely not. Cool. I'm trying to think, is there anything else that really annoyed me? <laughs> uh, I mean, so, uh, do, you know, yeah. do, you know, do you know what annoyed me? See, every time a player falls near Kyogo, or, or he is the reason that said player has fell because he's <laughs> fouled them, why does he need to pretend that he's a nice guy and pick them up? No one playing football does that. If you have put somebody down, you laugh at them, you just or, or, or you just ignore them and you, you move on. I don't know why he needs to be seen to look, be being the right, to be a nice guy. Because I bet he's not, I bet he's an arsehole. You've got to see people that, that go out their way to show that they're a nice guy, they're always the worst. Yeah, and I just don't understand it because Celtic fans absolutely love. Like, if there's one thing that Celtic fans love just as much as like opposition players saying how much they love playing at their stadium mm. after cuffing them 5 0 in Europe, is like they need likable players. Like, they need, like, oh, like he's, he's, he's just a really nice guy. Like, that's the nice guy. Actually, play for Celtic. You, you are categorically not a nice man if you play for Celtic. Like, just stop trying to... Don't be a hero. Like, it was, it was no that cares. time when he, when, he, when he first signed for Celtic, he was just stoning about Glasgow. It was like, oh, I just met Kyogo in um, Ikea. Just met him in Matlan. It was just like I, random places. Guy was just popping about. There were so many time. Japanese people that got their photo taken with Celtic fans because they thought that was Kyogo. Yeah, it sums up the intelligence levels. Oh, also, the nick that they left that toilet. I was going to that toilet. Like, the was it Paul the Tim that left it like that? <laughs> I just don't understand. I don't understand it. No, like what has went through whoever's done that it. person. <laughs> <laughs> What's went through them? Aye, like, what, I mean, what, 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 what has actually went through them? But, like, why? Why would you do that? Like, it's just bizarre. And you need to be in a bad shape when you need. See, we need that shit in the football stadium, and you actually end up having to go. That that's you know you're in a bad <laughs> shape already. Um, aye, no comment. But. I, um, I mean, I'll just go in there because I, I would, I would rather die than do a shit in a football stadium. Uh, to be fair, <laughs> I've only taken a shit in one football stadium in my life, and it was the Emirates. So, uh, all right, and yeah, it, it wasn't it too bad. So, I imagine that's quite nice. Yeah. Yeah, I just like that. That's why we don't want to give them more. That's why we don't give them more tickets. Reasons like that. That's why people didn't go to these games. Could you like two stands full of that? No one wants to sit and listen to Celtic fans singing about the IRA or Rangers fans singing about. Something that happened in Gibraltar. Like mm-hmm. no one, no one cares. Like no, no one actually likes them. And if there wasn't a like the obvious financial hit of reducing their allocation even more, I'd be, I'd be always up for it. Mm-hmm. Like I just, they're, they're horrible, and everything that comes with playing the old firm at home just it does it does put off a lot of people for going to games, and you can see why. But obviously, in our home games this year, we've been largely competitive with. Rangers and Celtic which will, will bring a lot of people back but there's obviously still going to be mm-hmm. fans that don't want to go for the obvious and it's just not it's not really a welcoming experience getting out of your car and walking to, I mean I, I don't really care but I think for for a lot of like older fans and younger fans it might be a bit intimidating when, when they come but like, at the end of the day like the, the game's done we've got bigger fish to fry in the last five games so before we move on, and I will say the one extra highlight from this game that we've not mentioned, that, I have to say, was probably the best kebab pie I've had at the stadium so far. I had steak pies. They were good, too. They were very good. Okay. I was not paying four fifty for a Mr. Singh's curry pie. But... <laughs> was, but I wonder if Mr. Singh's making them himself at that price. Jesus Christ. Four, four fifty is scandalous. Yeah. But, like, 
the catering is better now, so I could probably half justify paying it. So, I long gone are the days of the like. How bad were the old steak pies? Oh yeah, like they were gut rot. Like that was dog food and pies. They they were not good. That was pedigree chum inside four like and a wee circle of horrible cold pastry. But nah, the pies are good now. I just I'm not paying four pound fifty for them. I remember but, getting a Friday in the last time, like I was with the old catering, and it was like the most soggy pastry with the tiniest beans, little mints. What? Three beans. But no one's That's why you the football, isn't it? Uh, That's what no I never understood. Aye. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. It's very, very American. We will be back after this. Hi, I'm Alex Grieve, and you're listening to Misery Hunters. Thanks, Alex. That's why Alex Grieve is still here and Eamon Brophy isn't because he can speak properly. Eamon Brophy, I think, we- is still on one of these buttons, but I don't know which one it is. Is it this one? Uh, I'm Joel Shatnessy. Oh, no. Hi, I'm Eamon Brophy. You're listening to Misery Hunters podcast. There you go. Alex Grieve, good. of course, was named in the New Zealand squad today. He so was. He a wee bit of good news as well for us. Boggett's in the Cyprus squad too. He, they can't... Don't, was it... Yeah, I remember yeah, it was our chat. Grieve can't be far day. off the... Their last yeah, Twitter update where I was going on and looking, sorry, uh, was like 2021 off the official Cyprus. Like, <laughs> I think they just forget that. I think they just forget that they have a football team. But yeah, him and uh, I think Gogic is on six caps. Yeah, and, uh, and yeah, Greed's on, on seven. seven. So if he get if he gets capped in the next game, that's him, the all-time cap player while at the club. Brilliant. I think he's also one goal away if he scores from being like the top scorer. Of international as well, they've been at St. Mim, yeah. which get him in the Hall of Fame. It's crazy to think that this time, maybe like uh, January last year, like he was just a guy on trial who got thrusted into the team because we had Brophy got injured. Mm-hmm. Shock, but it's some rise for him, and now he's a, a regular for his national team. So fair play, and he'll be. I think having him back for these last five games will be. It'll be massive as well. I fancy him maybe bag two or three goals in the, the same space of time. It'd be it'd be wrong not to come to you, Sam, about the the exclusion of Trevor Carson. I don't I don't understand it. I think uh, I, I don't who is the, the Northern Ireland manager, Michael O'Neill. Yeah, so this this will be O'Neill's first squad. Like it was O'Neill that you know called up. I think O'Neill that Carson had all of his caps under. So it's yeah. It was, Maybe a bit bizarre not to have him in the squad. I think, especially ahead of a guy who's like third, fourth choice now at Celtic behind Scott Bain and Seagrist. Now, obviously, I think he had a fairly impressive turnout in Finland, but I think Carson's been comfortably maybe the third best goal in the league all season. Like he's been tremendous, and it was a wee bit of a shock not seeing him involved. But, but I mean, Northern um, Ireland did call up Sean Goss, so they're clearly and then Matty Kennedy. So Aye, they're back, back to just who's about. Yeah. Aye, they're back to back to just calling up folk for the sake of it. Like, so like Sean, Sean it's just Goss it's just a that piss up. Up. Who's who's the best people to call up for a piss up? <laughs> Aye, they're they're definitely just like looking about, like on that like filter on FM, and you can see like what nations are folk eligible for. That, that's all they're doing. They're just scraping the barrel because Sean Sean Goss isn't going to get a cap for Northern Ireland. Sean Sean Goss will get on the bench and won't go on the pitch because he's Sean Goss and he's not very good at football. Great but, teeth, aye, Trevor, yeah, he does really, really bad turkey teeth. Uh, <laughs> but Trevor Carson not being involved is infuriating for me. 
Uh, I was really, really sad to see that. Uh, did you see that um, the, the terrace did a, a rundown of the top goalkeepers in the league as well? Yeah. I think had him at number five and the, yeah, the tweet started with the outstanding performer of the season or something along those lines. It's like, yeah. Joe Hart's yeah. not the best keeper in the league. He's number one in that list, but he's not the best keeper in the He's number one on the list because it faces stretch. the fewest shorts. Like that's... Yeah, I could be a good Celtic goalkeeper <laughs> and I'm three foot tall and... 25 stone like I would argue that Celtic have a better goalkeeper on the bench and yeah, Seagrass Seagrass is, yes, player, aye, no. that's it. <laughs> yeah like I, I don't understand like that that uh, that last the terrace was weird like Alan McGregor is not the fourth best goalie in the league Alan McGregor is I think they had Liam Kelly had 11th and I can't I'm not sure who was 12th is it uh, uh, Surely the Dundee United keeper. I don't know. He wasn't. Was uh, the Kelly keeper, whose name I can't yeah, remember, he took Hemmings' place. I, I would, I would, Jay, I'm not even joking just because I don't like the guy. I would honestly have Alan McGregor like 10 for 11 just because he's, he's just not. Performance that good. wise, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's just not that good anymore. Yeah, but aye, I don't really care, but the terrorist people say Trevor's, Trevor's number one in my eyes, so. I, I I do I feel it's a bit of shame from looking at the squad. He's probably having probably having the best season he had up here since maybe the last season he was number one at Motherwell. Yeah, like aye, it's just a bit of a shame. But I'm sure he'll get in at some point again. I would imagine he'll be he'll be out for long. So we'll we'll look at the next match. Couple of weeks off to kind of let the dust settle over the Celtic game, which is and I we guess. get a week off as well. Yeah. So uh, well. Do Wait, we? We've, oh, do me? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um, stay tuned. Um, <laughs> the well, obviously back up at Tanadice. Get to say hello to Jim Goodwin again. That'd be nice. All right. They obviously they had a, their one each draw with Levy last night. Uh, I think I only saw the highlights on Sports Soon, but I think they get they get pretty battered the first kind of half hour. Good and kind of change the shape a wee bit, a bit more competitive. I, I think could have maybe won it in the end. I think he had the chances to, but yeah, I, I think um, I don't know from from Twitter and stuff. I feel like the fans are kind of buying into Goodwin a wee bit. I think he's all, Goodwin's always been a very good um, good talker and a good communicator. Uh, he comes across very well in interviews. He can, win, so. he can win you round. That's why he's a media. He's a like he's a media darling, like that. He always was really like when he finished his playing career when he was on the radio. And, yeah. Like he's a he's he's he knows how to speak to the media, which is like he's a he's a good I mean, communicator. To be totally honest, I would potentially back him to keep them up. A bold prediction. Like, maybe. I, think, I, think, I think that's that's the kind of manager he is. He'll he'll keep them up, but Dundee United see themselves. They want to be the third best team, yeah. the best of the rest, and he's yeah, not the manager to do that. But he'll be he'll keep them up. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't I actually don't think it will. I, I think though if I they don't go down, I, I just I think see if he had the opportunity to bring in I mean they don't have a holding midfielder. Like they, their squad their squad at the time, and I remember saying it at the time, I think a few said that when we signed Gogic, then mm-hmm. United Aye, because they were they were quite strongly linked with him at yeah, point. Every United. game I've seen them in, they're like, you know who you could use, somebody like the <laughs> United are screaming out for a big, like strong holding midfielder, which obviously they couldn't sign Callum Butcher because Callum Butcher done 
horrible things to Seagrist's wife last year, and I don't think he's very, very <laughs> welcome back in that dressing room. And but I, I don't. They've got a lot of midfielders who are like five foot nine, pretty slender, not really great defensively, and you can't really have like seven or eight of them. You do need. Like it's the same as our team. Like we did need Gogic really to come in and be someone different, like be a physical option. And and United don't have it. And I think for all like for all that Goodwin will do, I mean he will make them harder to beat. Like he's he's good at doing it. He's he's good at organising the defence. But he can't he can't bring in anyone. He's he's stuck with Mogru, who's made mistakes all season. He's stuck with Edwards, who's making mistakes constantly. And then outside that. He'd be playing Scott McMahon, who's a left back at left centre half, and a young guy they've got on loan who doesn't really look up to much either. So, did you I, see I think, uh, Ryan Edwards against? Oh, Aberdeen, you can, that was that, that was amazing. That's a that's a immediate retirement performance. That, uh, wild. The first goal was so. <laughs> and I don't. It's know, like he's running through Trico. There's so much. There's so much to it as well. Like when that. Because he is, a, the best part is, is when he got the ball, he was in 100% in control of that situation. Like there is no defender in the league that's doing that. And then he like lays the ball off behind him <laughs> to try and run on. Oh, like me, me and Mark spent 10 minutes last week laughing at Dundee United at the end of that podcast. But they are comedy gold, Dundee United. Like, they, they just, I, I think... Was it one of the other goals that Edwards made on our serve as well against Aberdeen? Was it in Bob Day? Yeah, it was the last goal, the um, Mally Watkins goal. I, I mean, he, yeah, he played a big part in every single one of them, but aye. Uh, didn't I, start I just, last night, though, so Goodwin's clearly got enough to kind of bench yeah. these, these kind of big. I mean, they, they do have, I think they, they obviously have Ross Graham as well, who was linked to like moves down south for good, for good money at one point, but he's. 18, he definitely won't be featuring in any games for Jim Goodwin. Same, like any any young players, I think, I think with the predicament they're in, I don't think he'll take the risks. Yeah. I think he'll be forced to play the experienced guys. That's not me if I dig at Goodwin like I usually do, but like I think he's probably going to be forced to go and play the experienced guys just because most of them will have the experience of being in similar situations, whereas young guys are coming in there. They're going to be doing everything. They're going to be a wee bit scared to maybe try stuff because of the risks involved. So uh, I can't see him keeping them up, and I could actually see us going there and and taking three points. I don't think it'll be. We've got quite a good record as well. Aye, we've. we've I mean, in general, it's a team we've got quite a good record against in recent years. Aye, uh, considering for years, like I felt any time we used to go up to Tanadice, we would lose straight away. Yeah, we had guys like John Daly and Sift saying that playing like they did batter us quite a lot up there. So. But nah, I, I could see us get out when we when we play them in the weeks. To, well, is it two weeks time? No, a week weeks, on Saturday. Uh, uh, we play them yeah. a week on Saturday. I, I can definitely see us get up there and getting a win. But at the same time, I also wouldn't be shocked to see it finally maybe click into place for the United and turn it. But hopefully, we've we've stopped being generous to teams that are desperate for a win mm-hmm. and and go out there and just do the business. Because now, after the result in the Livingston game last night, like it's it's in our hands. Like it's it's not like seasons before where we were getting into these games like behind or we had to catch teams up or we were like only ahead on goal difference. Like we have, I know it's only a point, but we do have a point cushion. We play the team that's behind us in two weeks, 
Like we have a real chance to maybe, depending on results, go seven points clear that day against Livingston if we beat them. So there's all the incentive there to go up and win and finally, finally break into the top six. But we'll see what happens. No, I totally agree. Um, I will say um, that last month's Patreon winner um, was a great prize. Actually, um, Mark got Mark got it sorted. It was a shiny Trevor Carson top card signed by Trevor Carson, the man himself. Um, the winner was Matthew Garner, who I've not been able to get a hold of. I've sent him an email and I've sent him a message on Patreon. No reply so far. So. If you, if you are having to listen to this, please reply to them if you want the card. If not, we'll redraw. Um, next month's prize, TBD. Um, <laughs> but uh, you can join us, patreon.com forward slash misery hunters. Extra shows on there. Um, I'm going to do a wee, I always get Paisley Craft Beer in here, but next Friday, um, the 17th, is the 10 year anniversary of the. Uh, the Scottish Cup League Cup final and we will be playing the game full 90 minutes and there'll be a St Myrne quiz ran by Billy as well um, with prizes are they going to be St Myrne team prizes? I'm not sure because again people at the club aren't replying to my emails <laughs> maybe my emails are not working I don't know um, uh, James hit <clears throat> replying I mean you reply to the prize most of the time but as soon as you ask him for something that's when he goes silent Um why I just message him on Instagram if I've ever had to ask for it because then you know when he's read it so uh, well. <laughs> um, so there might be that or there might be beer related prizes either or oh, it's a Smurnfield day friend. so Sam's going to be there you can get your picture meet me your... if you've not met me already come and get sure. your picture with me mm-hmm. five or a go and the prize for the quiz would be Sam will sign your any, any body part of that. I think my, my, my favourite I think one of my favourite parts when we done the live show is that uh, when Jono from the Patreon won the won the ball I think it was one of the monthly prizes and then got us to sign said ball <laughs> so he has he Stuart, has a Stuart Tennant Stuart Tennant from the uh, Discord as well he he got us to sign his ball it's that that is amazing for the fact that there is people two guys out there who have one of St Mirren's best squads in years <laughs> But maybe St Mirren's best squad in like 20, 25 years and has all their signatures on it and also has Ours. me, Jamie, Mark yeah. and Dig. They have an incredible price. I think, how can I just take all the value off of this with the names? I, what what <laughs> I want to think of is like in 10, 15 years time with that ball, like I don't, maybe it leaves their possession or ends up in their children's possession and they try to work out the signatures and be like... The best part is... I have wrote number one next to my name as well. I think so I wrote number nine next to mine, and I'm pretty sure Mark wrote 69 up. next to his. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to think I'm a goalie. Jamie's a striker. Aye. Oh, and just Mark's amazing. I love Jagger. it. It makes me so happy. I mean, I've got I've got a St. Mark top that's got like the old Eva top signed, and for some random reason, fucking Chick Young's signatures on it. So. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> That's bizarre. Mm. So, so bizarre. See if uh, Matthew Garner doesn't claim the Trevor Carson card. Can I have it? I mean, there's this, there's this. See, every time I've. Luckily, it's not came up yet. So I just do a random sort of name thing, like spins the wheel to choose out the thing. Sam, your sister and your dad are mem- <laughs> members and they're on there. And then you've got Mark's got his sister, his sister's boyfriend, I think, as well. 
Um, like my dad's on it. Like we've all got family members on the Patreon, that, and none of us have won it yet. But I don't know what to do under that situation when they do. And I mean, they do. So what you're saying is you've got supportive friends and family. That must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, none yeah, of the be... none of the Christie brothers or, or father. Like mm. I'm sure Ian would sign up if he knew about it. Or, or Callum, I assume you guys maybe. just send him them for free because yeah. you like them so much. He is the yeah. best, Christie. <laughs> Uh, I don't know yeah. if Callum gets like internet in like fucking Vietnam or whatever it is. <laughs> so I like I don't know if he can sign up, but I I just I I, I really I, I wouldn't mind a signed Trevor Carson but memorabilia. Preferably a signed pair of gloves, but I feel bad for him because he's not got his new hair in the picture in the yeah. card. Yeah. By yeah. the way, that is that is some transplant. He's he's got his money's worth. Yeah. He inspires me a lot more ways than he actually probably thinks like he probably thinks ah, this guy's a goalie that just loves me because Aye. of that uh, he said he's the recovery I would love <laughs> hairline wise when it gets, fair, I've been looking gets, at mine recently as well and it's getting it's pretty high up there Aye, I'm, I'm, not quite uh, high as Andrew's but um, <laughs> yeah Andrew is obviously having the Scott Brown about him as well so <laughs> Aye, but Aye, now we're just talking absolute nonsense. Oh no, this is this what, what usually happens, happens in the Patreon. Shagged by Celtic <laughs> and then don't have a game the next week. <laughs> but yeah, patreon.com forward slash miseryhunters, paysacraftbeard.com, and also miseryhunters.co.uk for our merch. Our new t shirt is still with the designer. I'm hoping it's available next week because um, remember what I said next week, there's a theme. So um, hopefully it is. Um, I might actually message them now and see how it's going. But uh, thanks for listening, and um, fuck Paul the Tim. Fuck Lee Mayer. Oh, double fuck Lee Mayer. I forgot about that, triple fuck Lee Mayer. Uh, He's not invited next week. No. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.